This is Chris Wolf, and you are listening to the PNG Podcast. Keep your limbs inside of the vehicle, and they will not be eaten. I'm kidding. We'll all be eaten one day. What's up, guys? You're listening to the Pencil Neck Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Berto. Elaine and Justin are out wandering parts unknown. This week's guest is El Mariachi Loco. We were glad to have him. We've been wanting to have him on for a while. And sitting in on this one is returning guest, Sal Camarillo. We get into everything from the paranormal and books and, of course, wrestling. Enjoy. I love shit like that. It's really... I'm not even kidding when I said it. When I said it, it's like I'm fucking terrified of like the paranormal. Yeah. Not terrified, more like, oh fuck, if something happens, I don't know what's what I'm gonna, how I'm gonna react. Right. But I like it. But at the same time, I'm fucking scared of just hearing shit. Oh, yeah. And if it happens, it happens. Yeah. When I was a kid, I, I ran into a lot of shit. No way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Spooky. dude, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't always have to be raw wrestling. It's a recording anyway. So. Okay. Um, like I've had experiences here, like a couple. Yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you have. Like, just the building itself. This place already feels like it's. <laughs> 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 yeah, so <coughs> we're recording at an undisclosed location today, <coughs> but like down uh, in uh, my area, mm-hmm. like we have like rolling cabinets, so you need to turn like these handles to like open up the cabinets. Yeah, and one time this is when I first started. Um. I was working on stuff and I was just like leaning against one of the cabinets and I see out of the corner of my eye one of the things start turning. Like, and hell no. And hell no. Like, hell no. I, like, <laughs> I always try to like, oh, let, let me see what the logical explanation for this is. There's no logical yeah. explanation well, for anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went down there and I was like, oh, maybe someone went in and I didn't see it. And then I look and there's no one there and I'm like, well, and it's still kind of slowly moving. I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> oh, God. See that kind of stuff? I'm, I'm, I'll probably do the same thing too when I'm like, I don't want to go over there, I, but I want to see what the hell's going yeah. on. But if I don't see anything, I'm going to fucking freak out. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, for me, I don't, I don't think I've experienced anything, but I know I have premonitions in certain areas. Uh-huh. And it's one of the places that I have to frequent, so it's kind of like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to go put on my headphones, do my thing. Example. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, just I, for me, I don't know. When I get a premonition like that, it's I get like a somebody sitting on my shoulder, like a presence, like it, mm. like I become, I don't know, my upper half becomes even heavier than what it is. <laughs> it's it's so weird that you say yeah. that too. I remember my my uncle was driving. He lived in in um, Palm Spring area, um, and he was driving and he was like kind of dozing off, and he felt someone was like grabbing his shoulder. I guess to wake him up Hmm. he just felt some pressure on his shoulder and it shook him as soon as that happened he just snapped out of it started driving straight he was wide awake but he didn't see anyone of course there was no one in there he was driving a truck Um, he just felt a nice little jolt Mm -hmm. and then just pressure on his shoulder and just 
just woke up about something. Yeah. And there and and he said that in that area there's this hill where some lady appears like at midnight or whatever. I'm like, no, never <laughs> driving there. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a place up in Silmar called. Uh, it's one of the Gravity Hills. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's several spots around the country that are called Gravity Hill, mm-hmm. but it's one where you know the locations where uh, it's like not really a hill. It's more of like a dip. Mm-hmm. Like a, it's large enough that you could see the 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 decline yeah and you put your car at the bottom throw it in neutral and then like it'll pull back up Holy shit. um so that part of itself is like kind of freaky but you i used to live in the valley so we would go there like a lot you're, you're in high school and just going up to it because it's in a mountain so it's like a you know two two lane road going yeah. up to it in a mountain like you pass an asylum on one side oh shit yeah so once you like get up there like there's nothing it's just mountain and one time uh, I was driving, I used to have a, a minivan and I had like, I think seven or eight friends in the van with me. And as soon as we passed the asylum, like there are headlights behind us, like far enough. We're yeah. like, oh, maybe it's just someone that we didn't see coming around a curve. And as we're going, it just keeps getting closer and closer. Like it's speeding up. And like I said, this is mountain. So like, you know, it's 35 miles, like you're steep curves. And it just at one point it's like tailing us. And like I almost ate it on like one curve. And like we finally, when you get up to Gravity Hill, it's like a hairpin. And as soon as we made that turn, the headlights disappeared. Oh. Right. <laughs> and on, on top of that, the little dip in itself is directly next to a cemetery. Oh, <laughs> so like you know that I'd been there before, and usually we'll like do it a couple times. You you know put your turn your car around so it goes up backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. And that time I did it once. I'm like, there you've seen it. Let's go. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't watch Jeepers Creepers before you went up there or something? I've never seen that movie. Oh man, it's. Uh, yeah. Again, a lot of the things that happened to me was when I was younger. I remember my um, my cousins. Uh, they recently moved to this place here in Anaheim, and we were bringing everything in. Everyone was helping out. Um, I remember me staying over the night, and there was a a bucket full of toys on in the uh, the hallway, a small little hallway going out to the door, the main door, and it was sitting there. I remember my it was me, my two cousins, and I don't know if there was a thir- uh, fourth person or not, but we're all there. It was pretty late. It was like, we're ready to go to sleep. And this bucket starts to move. Oh. It just started moving, and it just stops. We freaked the hell out. I mean, I was, I think I was maybe 10, 11, 12. I don't know how old I was, but it was pretty creepy. Well, I, you know what? I don't know how old I was, but I remember Power Rangers came out the next week. Okay, that's that that's how. 90, <laughs> that was like, what, 95, 94, somewhere <laughs> around there? there yeah. Yeah. It, it was freaky, dude. That was just freaking me out. We we yelled. That house was creepy. Okay. In <laughs> Period. General? In general, it was just creepy. I remember uh, looking out the the door to the backyard. It was in the kitchen. And you could see, there was like no, there's nothing to cover the window itself, but you just see darkness. And you were always scared that someone's just going to, pop out and just scare the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. And um, again, that house is, I would never want to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of shit. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of freaky. I'll tell you what, since you guys shared a story, I'll tell you my story. I was probably about seven. And, you know, coming from a working, a working family, uh, my parents would work up to Saturday. So Sunday, our day started early. We would go do laundry like at five in the morning. So I know that feeling. <laughs> that feeling is the worst because you think that 
Saturdays are for resting. Yeah. Sundays <laughs> are for resting. Mm-hmm. My dad will wake my ass up at yeah. five o'clock in the morning, load up the car, go to the nearest laundromat, uh-huh. unload, put everything there, and you think he'll let you sleep. No. <laughs> Hell no. You stay awake until we're done. Shit. Well, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> did you get a donut though? Don- yes, okay. actually, we got a donut. We, uh, I could, I wasn't old enough to drink coffee. I know everyone drink coffee. Right. If you're Mexican, you're gonna drink coffee by Con the age but one. you're gonna yeah. drink it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I remember having coffee, uh, or even McDonald's. Yeah. Shit, McDonald's is the best. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody eats that though. I, I, I get you. No, I get no, you, yeah. So, so, um, so one of the things was we we started unloading the car just like you said, and there was a janitor and. You know, I knew the janitor. He was a grouch in that in that laundromat. So when, while we're unloading, he screams at me, "Don't walk through there!" I had just mopped. So and my I told my dad because I was kind of like mad, and he's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Oh, he yelled at me, and he had moved on to another part of the laundromat, and he was mopping over there." So then, as as time went by, we started you know loading up the washers and everything. And he, you know, we we forgot about him, and he went to uh, whatever he went to go do. And right next door, there was a god. It's it's a bar. It's called the Godfather's Bar, and it already sounds badass, right? <laughs> um, it's in Tustin for anybody you or anybody who wants to check it out. Um, and he knew the bartender, that the the one that would clean up in the mornings. And he's all like, "Yeah, the guy over there, the janitor, just screamed at my son." He's all like, "What janitor?" Oh. He's all like, "The one that does a laundromat." He's all like, "He passed away oh. two two weeks ago from a heart attack." Yeah, we're like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> damn. Right. You know, you hear that kind of, those kind of stories a lot too. It's kind of, it's it's really fucking creepy. Um, I've never had an experience like that, but my grandma would tell me all these stories about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember her telling me um, in Mexico and somewhere in Jalisco, uh, like three o'clock in the morning, you'll hear someone pushing one of those. What are they called? The, the wheelbarrows. Okay. With a chains dragging, so across mm. and 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 all that's all you heard. Like across the uh, the street, you'll hear the wheelbarrow, the squeaking of the wheel and the uh, um, the, chain. the chains dragging. And and uh, I don't know if anyone saw it or not, but mm-hmm. just just thinking about it and just hearing it and like, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> go out and look at what's going on because I'm sure uh, someone's gonna come and get me. Yeah, but yeah, my grandma would tell me. Creepy ass stories. I'll tell you another one, just be, just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this happened here in uh, El Toro. Okay. Uh, she used to live in this big house. She used to rent this huge house, pretty house. Uh, the backyard had kind of like a little uphill into the main street, huge wall, um, swings and everything. My grandma was very very paranoid. She like in that house. Um, I remember one time she said that she was by herself. No one was there. My grandpa worked late, uh, the swing shift, mm-hmm. and it was only her. She was watching TV, and the television was right in front of the main uh, window that leads into the outside. And she said that she saw someone kind of creep out the side of the window and kind of like snap back. She saw it a couple of times and then like, no. And then she said that she saw someone walk or running across the window into the other side, which led into the backyard. That's when she said, 
fuck this. I'm going <laughs> to go lock the door. I'm going to run inside. Uh, so she, as she was running to the back, she said that she swore that she saw someone running in the backyard, some dark figure just running in the back. She went into her room. She grabbed the phone and started calling my grandpa. When she picked up the phone, it was dialing, it was dialing. She heard someone... I think it was her because you know the old landlines you could hear yourself breathing yeah, and feel yeah. like you get right but I, th- I think that's what she heard but she swears it was someone else in the house already the person was in the house uh-huh. getting uh, getting ready to get her but she's she's dialing phone's ringing and she could hear someone else and then uh, grandma but grandpa finally picks up it's like you gotta come back home you kind of you gotta come back home you gotta come what's going on it's like someone's in the house someone's in the house and he's like no one's in the house relax just if you think someone's in there call the cops it's like no 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 alguien está en la casa alguien está aquí pero no te preocupes aquí tengo la pistola i have the gun so my grandpa's like we don't have a gun <laughs> she's you know, in her mind, she's like, what the hell? Just just agree. It's like, there's no gun. Just just lock yourself in and just call the cops. So she's, she does what my, my, uh, my, my grandpa told her. So then she locks herself in. And she's panicking. She's panicking. She's panicking. And all of a sudden, she just hears in the back. Turns out it was the other roommate. <laughs> That was trying to get in. Now, he 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 jumped over. I, I guess he he jumped over way before this all this happened. But it was just a coincidence that he was in the backyard. Uh-huh. But she swore that she saw someone before trying to get in, and she just she just creeped everyone out with that story, especially me. I mean, that wasn't that. I mean, it was a long time ago. It was again around that same time, like ninety seven or ninety six. But it was pretty pretty freaking scary she has great stories yeah uh i got you remind me of a story i have when i was a kid it's a little similar but uh, i was in the philippines visiting for the first time i think it was like four three or four and we were at the house that my mom and my uh, aunts grew up in right so I, i i don't remember this at all like the family tells me this story so i only know their recollection of it but apparently i went into a bedroom and just playing by myself few minutes later i come running out crying and they're like uh, well, what's wrong and i'm like the old man is trying to play with me and there's no one in the room but me but it turned out that was my uh, grandpa's room and he had passed away like oh, way, years before i grew up yeah yeah damn damn I, I got an i got so actually now that we're talking about the stories there's one story that happened to me here oh, okay. at this yeah. indisclosed location oh, thank you <laughs> and uh, uh, make sure you walk me out right? please. <laughs> Um, and then another one that happened to me as a kid, but I'll tell you guys a kid story. I'm not going to say the, the one here. Um, I, my mom, she's a housekeeper. Okay. She still is to this day. She cleans houses. So, you know, she was working at a house down here in Costa Mesa and I was maybe like eight. I used to go with her during my vacations, you know, just, she, w- she wouldn't leave me at home. I had to get up at five o'clock, no matter what, whether I was at school or not. <laughs> so I went with her and. I told her, I'm going to go use the, the restroom. You know, as a kid, you, you go to the restroom a lot, especially number two. <laughs> um, so as that's you get older, you get that probably. again. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so then uh, I was sitting in the restroom, and the door opens up. 
But the last thing I remember about that door is that I locked it. Now, the main thing is there's nobody in the house other than my mom and myself. Mm-hmm. And I see somebody at the at the bottom of the door, like a shadow with two feet or, you know, the, the shadow of the two feet. And they open the door. And so I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go because the, la- the owner's here. So I come out. My mom, the kitchen, she was cleaning the kitchen. And it has one of those windows that pops up where you could put plants up there and everything. And I asked her, did you go in there, you know, because uh, or they that somebody opened the door. She's like, no, we're the only ones in the house. And I'm up here. I wasn't going to go in there. I'm like, oh, well, somebody just opened the door. <laughs> and as I'm going home, I'm still thinking about it, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, I locked the door, though. I told her I locked the door. How could anybody open open the door? And then she tells me same house the next week, literally one week after this cabinet comes crashing in the into the shower itself from the opposite side of the toilet. And she hasn't touched any glass whatsoever. And she has a cut in her hand. Mm. Same house, same restroom and everything. We're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, you're you're, you're going to love this one. So uh, I went to school at UC Irvine and I worked at the main library there. I think I might've told you this yeah. one. So I used to work the stacks, you know, just putting away books and I was assigned like third and fourth floor. During breaks, like spring break, winter break, you're required to work a closing shift. Otherwise, all the students are going to go home. There's, anyone, there's not going to be anyone to close the library. And you're assigned with uh, a partner who normally closes since, you know, they kind of like your guide, whatever. And you start at the top floor, make sure there's no one left. You pick up all the stray books and you work your way down. And we get down to the basement, which was always like, my least favorite library basement yeah. sounds scary already. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid it just just ruined it for me too, dude. I think Ghostbuster ruined it for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, side note: they filmed some of the exteriors for Poltergeist at, at that library. <laughs> um, Was this before you started working that you knew oh, about yeah, that? Yeah. You knew about well, the filming? Like it's kind of one of those things that they tell you ah, right away. Yeah, ah. but uh, I never liked being in that basement. It's one of those places you just got a weird feeling. So we get down to the basement, you know, we split up to clear the floor. And as we meet up to go back to the elevator, you know, we're walking back and I hear a girl giggle. Right. And but again, logically, I'm like, well, we probably miss somebody. And I turn to the guy. And before I even say anything, he goes, it happens all the time down here. And he just keeps walking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that things like that. I mean, they're they're always scary, of course. But it's it's como se dice like you're always intrigued. You always want to know, and you want to know more, and you want to know why, and you kind of dig into more. And the more you dig into it, it's like creepier and creepier. But again, it just you just want to know. I wouldn't mind. I mean, like I said, when I walked in here, I was like, oh, <laughs> something, something here, something. But yeah, it is what it is. Like my grandma always says, you know, be afraid of the living because they can hurt you, because the dead. Really can't do much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a. I think that's a common saying in my house. Too, yeah. You know, be afraid of what you can see, not what you can't. Yeah. Shit. Uh, in my house, it's don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like my parents were always thought that they were like uh, their superstition was that if you talk about it, you're inviting it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, yeah same thing. Las animas with my grandma yeah. used to say. Mm-hmm. Like it, well, for me, it's like remember if you if you if something's bothering you like that, just curse it out. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. literally. Cuss at it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, yeah. leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I've like, heard oh, that one too. My, my grandma again. She's just very, very Mexican, mm-hmm. very traditionally like Mexican. Where she just, she's a cool, she's a cool lady. <laughs> hey, but if 
if it wouldn't have been for that Mexican grandma, we wouldn't have mariachi, right? Yeah. <laughs> Straight my ass out. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're a fan of it, but have I don't know. You read a lot, so have you read the Demonologist by Ed and Lorraine Warren? No, I have a couple of their books, but I've never read that one. Okay, if you like reading about it, read that one. That one's good. It has all the real like Annabelle story and everything. It's pretty cool. I haven't read a book in a long, long time. I recently read one. It took me a long time. Okay, I just picked up a book that I read. Back in high school, it's called my, um, Always Running uh, by... Shit, I forgot. Is that about the former gangster? Yes, yes. yes. I, I, think he was, I think he was here not long ago or is coming here, but he, uh, he's a poet. He's a yeah. uh, um, uh, former gang, uh, ganger. Ganger. Gangbanger. <laughs> <laughs> it's short yeah. for gangbanger. Uh, okay. <laughs> but it's a pretty cool book. I've read maybe four pages of it right now because, I, again, I, I have to... I have to get back in that and that uh, the beat again of reading, but yeah, I'll yeah. try to get that book. I mean, it's really interesting. If I'm interested in a book, I will read the hell out of it. Yeah. I can read the hell out of a cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are always fun though. Even the activities in the back. <laughs> oh, do you have a favorite all-time book? Like, is there one that you would recommend anyone like that one? That one that itself, one? yeah. I mean, I think I've read it at least four or five times. This is hopefully going to be my six, but that's probably one. Um, one of the main books that I've always said, especially for me growing up in, mm-hmm. in the streets of Anaheim. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool book. Um, always running, My Vida Loca. I, f- I don't know why, but I just Luis Rodriguez is, yes. is the author. Luis Rodriguez. He's a poet. Uh, he's a writer. He's 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 a good one. I mean, because I'm only saying this because that's probably the only book that I've read more than just once, and it wasn't it wasn't assigned to me by a teacher. So, yeah, those are always like like the ones that resonate with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a book for you that's like that? So, well, actually, that's a really good book because uh, you know, going with that, I read it myself. I've only read it once. The only thing I remember is that, in a sense, for some reason, I pictured American me when he was talking about you know the yeah. lifestyle in jail. But it's very descriptive and it was very good. And I can resonate with, you know, him growing up in a working class neighborhood because that's where I came from, you know, where you had that that crowd, I guess you could say, in a, in a way. But uh, the house on Mango Street, which is, uh, you know, it's maybe what intermediate level. And mm-hmm. it's but it's just a great book because it talks about the struggles of the, of the Mexicanos, yeah. you know, everybody. And it's one of those things that you can relate to that family in so many ways. Yeah. There's a chapter in there that talk about OC. Not very well. <laughs> yeah, Because they think we're all uh, very high-nosed, snobbish. Yeah, come to my side of Anaheim. <laughs> hey, come to Santa Ana. <laughs> yeah, it's where people have like the image of Orange County, but it's not all like this. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty much about any other place. Like if you go in L.A., you think about L.A., it's like, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go in L.A. But there's pretty... Yeah. Nice places in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, luckily for me, with wrestling, <laughs> um, I've been in, a, in LA a lot more now, mm-hmm. and I've—it's grown to me. I like LA. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, Anaheim, Orange County is my home, but LA's okay. It's good. <laughs> I, I love LA people. <laughs> well, we were there the other day, and I was telling Alberto uh, that I like going up to LA. I don't like the traffic so much, but I like going up to LA. It's just so historic. Yeah, it was funny because I'm originally from LA. Like I grew up in Echo Park, and when we were going, we were going to uh, the LAX Fan Fest, 
Oh, that was that was yesterday. That was yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he's like, "Oh, maybe after we could go to and get food in downtown." And or yeah, downtown. And he's like, "That's close, right?" And I'm like, nah. no. <laughs> "No, no." Yeah, that's what you think. Like, you think LA, or you think everything's like there, near. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a big place. Yeah. I've gotten lost there a couple of times. I mean, anytime I go over there, even even with my GPS, it's like, oh shit, because there's like little streets, little streets, side streets, one ways, one yeah. uh, one ways. Those are scary. You get in that one way, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> It's the scariest thing when it's like at night and you got all those fucking drunkos and yeah. you're one of the logos that just went in the wrong side. <laughs> like, shit. But nah, LA is huge. Um, I, I, I went to this this pizza place that almost nearby Culver City. Those pizza pie places, you know, the ones that are pizza mm-hmm. pies. Right. Uh, pretty good. I'm very bad with names and directions, so I wouldn't <laughs> know where to guide you, but. Pretty cool places over there. I can I can assure you that if you ever go to Guisados okay. down in L.A., uh-huh. really good uh, taco place. Um, the part of L.A.? Any part of L.A. I know there's one in uh, in uh, East L.A. Uh, there's one by the Dodger Stadium right mm-hmm. down there. Again, I had very bad at names That's and street right, names. Right um, they have this drink with uh, called Arnoldo Palmero. Uh, it's a mixture of Jamaica and lemonade, oh man, just Arnold that, Palmer. yeah, <laughs> Arnoldo Palmero, yeah. So it's pretty, pretty good. Uh, Guisados is a really good place. I know they have one in downtown, that one by um, by Dodger Stadium, and then uh, the other one in East LA. Okay, I, I, bad with names, bad memory, a lot of headshots. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, like, since you like wrestle everywhere, like, what are your favorite places to eat after shows? <laughs> mcdonald's because <laughs> it's open yeah man no you know what i, I don't know um whatever's around i mean every time i go over by those areas in uh the, i guess the midwest or um the south the, it, people love the waffle house i hate the waffle house oh. really why it's disgusting really yeah i i don't i don't like it at all it, okay. they're it's very greasy it's I just feel like they don't wash their hands when they cook their shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's just me. Um, when I go to Texas, little Cholo always wants to go eat Whataburger. I hate Whataburger. Okay. If you ever go and just go for it, just uh-huh. because, like, hey, everyone talks about Whataburger. Once you have it, uh, whatever. They do have a really good spicy uh, ketchup. That's the only thing I recommend, a spicy okay. ketchup. But if you've been to Fat Burger, uh-huh. you probably had um, Whataburger. Okay. I think Fat Burger is better. Okay. I agree. Like, I've had Whataburger, uh-huh. and, like, it's good. Yeah. It's nothing, like, oh, I wouldn't shit, recommend I gotta, going. Yeah. yeah. I hope they bring it here in California. Yeah. Nah, it could stay over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cracker Barrel is one of the places I don't like either. Cholo loves Cracker Barrel. Anyways, if you don't know who Cholo is, he's my partner with the Lucha Homies. I'm sure he'll get mad if I don't plug him, but <laughs> whatever. Fuck Cholo. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me to just go eat places, whatever's open, whatever's available. Um, if I'm really hungry, again, if it's MLA, either you get tacos or you get those big ass hot dogs, yeah. street hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with those. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, the little jalapeno on the side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I had really cool experience in little taco shops. So a little corner um, taco places, which I mean, just people you know hustling, making their tacos. That's some good shit. Um, but 
nothing really uh, that I I hate Denny's, even though <laughs> Denny's <laughs> another place a lot of wrestlers go to. Right. But I don't know. I'm just not very. I don't care what I eat as long as it's available and I'm good with it. There's places that I will avoid. Whataburger, <laughs> Cracker Barrel. Even though Cracker Cracker Barrel is is just a big ass um, gift shop. Okay. And then there's the restaurant, but there's I don't care. I know AEW, you know, sponsors <laughs> them, so whatever. <laughs> I got to tell you, that's one of the places I want to try, and I haven't tried even. Don't do it. Or... <laughs> Stay away from it. Not worth it. Right. Just take a picture in front of it and leave. <laughs> I did it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we went to a pretty good place the other day. A bar wrestling had the first show at the Glass House uh, the other day. That's in Pomona, right? Yeah. They have the Fox Theater across the street. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's huge. I, it looks. Smaller than what it actually is from the, the outside. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't look yeah. as big. And then you see the pictures. Man, yeah, it was, huge. It was a really good venue. Like, uh, good space, air conditioned, which I yeah. liked. Uh, but there's this little taqueria uh, uh, right, like, with a three minute walk from there. Yeah, was it Luchador Urban Taqueria? Yeah. And yeah, they had molitas. So like, I'm always if there's molitas on the menu, I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> they're and, pretty good. Yeah, they're like paintings they with like luchadors, like. Uh, those are cool. Yeah, I like yeah. I like going to places like that. Uh, there's this place in in Cerritos called Amori Amori Tacos. Okay. Have you ever have a chance? Go Check there. Yeah. Amor, I think it's Amori Tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have the same thing too. They have like paintings of luchadors. Uh, their menu is great. They have great beer. Okay. Um, have you ever have a chance? That's, uh, that's I know Amori that place tacos. now. It's in Cerritos okay. and it's called Amori Taco. That's uh, I could give you names there. That's a good place. Again, it's not nowhere that I go after wrestling, but it's a good menu. It's a good place. Good, um, good vibe. So that's a good place. God damn! Now I want to go there. <laughs> All right. So since we're on the topic, what city has had your favorite food that you don't expect to have, or your favorite plate, or just totally unexpected? Like, okay, I got to come back. No, this is not fair because ex- El Paso has really good food. Okay. I didn't expect it in much. I mean, it's a small little town. It seems like a little small little town, but El Paso has really good food. Um, and the only reason I tell you this, too, because it was we went to go wrestle there, and then right after we went to a fa- uh, a one of the guys' family's barbecue. Mm-hmm. So they had, like, authentic barbecue carne asada okay the works bro and they so. made their f- they made really really good asada okay barbecue barbecue okay it was great but other than that i mean i i never really have time to go out when i when i go wrestle i'm the i'm the i am the kind of wrestler that really just doesn't take the time to go out i wrestle i'm tired i want to go home and sleep right which i know kind of sucks but uh and and usually there's a flight in the morning and I got to get out of there. I want to go take a shower. So if I go anywhere, uh, I'm just happy I eat. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a airport a- airport food, which is so expensive. Yeah. Um, but, God, man, that's a really hard question. I know I said El Paso, but, uh, man, I don't know. I give up. I jump out. <laughs> We'll go with the pasta. I think that's yeah, that's, that's a firm answer. Yeah, pasta's good. <laughs> yeah. I know they had like chico tacos. Uh, I never tried it. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I heard it's really good, but no, yeah, maybe next time. Hopefully next time. I think we're going uh, April fifth. Isn't that WrestleMania weekend? Oh, when is WrestleMania? Uh, I think that is WrestleMania is weekend. 
Yeah, whatever. I think we're going the fifth since we're not going over to to WrestleCon. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go check it out. Okay. Jin. Yeah, that kind of makes me wonder about next year WrestleMania. It's gonna be fucking nuts. Yeah, I want to know where WrestleCon <laughs> is here because I've never been. It's gonna be fucking nuts. I remember when they came here last time, like what, almost ten years ago, twelve, thirteen years ago. That was what? Hot, it was in at the pond. That one? No, no, no. It was it here was at the uh, the Staples Center. Oh, that's right. That was twenty one, right, with uh, Brock and Eddie headlining for the championship, wasn't it? I don't remember, dude. I'm very. <laughs> Thank you. I just remember them being. It was they did the whole movie trailer promos. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Back in again, I don't know. I think it was about thirteen, twelve years ago. But it was, it was fucking hectic, and it was only just WWE. Now with WrestleCon and everything coming around, yeah. God damn, it's Monday wrestling, Tuesday wrestling. When it's gonna be nuts. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm gonna get in better shape. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done like the WrestleCon stuff before? Uh, once, uh, when it was in in Florida, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago or so, I was down over there. It's pretty cool. I had maybe two shows. One show canceled. <laughs> uh, the only thing is that I guess uh, the show was away from the WrestleCon area, and then the, then the following show was in in there. So it's 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 awesome. Yeah, I was there. I I left. Actually, you know what's funny? I was in El Paso, Texas, that WrestleMania day too. <laughs> so I had sh- I had a show Friday, sa- show Saturday, and then I flew out Sunday morning to El Paso, Texas. But it was it's fun, dude. Even if you're there just to look around and just watch and, and just see your your boys do their shit, it's fucking entertaining. It was really wild. It's cool. It's a good environment, and once it's here, it's gonna be crazier than than anywhere else. I guarantee yeah. that. Especially there are a lot of wrestlers that live here. Yeah. Damn. I, I as long as I have a show, at least every <laughs> one every day, I'm good. Because <laughs> they're gonna be a lot of shows. Yeah. Because yeah. what they have? Well, they have. Raw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have SmackDown on Tuesdays now. Mm-hmm. Fridays. Okay, so there's no wrestling on Tuesday, so I'm sure they're gonna have something going on on Tuesday. Wednesday they have NXT. I wonder if even AEW is gonna be coming around this year. I think uh, Cody said they're, they're they're gonna try and avoid WrestleMania, like that's WWE's thing. No. Oh. Yeah. And then there's what there's there's a Starcade or not Starcade Starcast. Uh, well, I heard. I just found out yesterday that they're not doing Starcast anymore. Ooh, I guess because uh, it was uh, Conrad's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is another great podcast, bro. Yeah. Which one? Uh, anything with Conrad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, they they got like something to wrestle with. Yeah. They have uh, Arn. Okay. They have uh, the one with Jim Ross. They have the one with uh, Tony Schiavone, and then the one with. Um, 83 weeks. What is it? Uh, uh, Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Yeah. He has a lot. He's a busy guy. And yeah. they go into detail on everything that happened when they were in the WWE. Everything's WWE, except... Oh, yeah. They all, they're all part Jim of the Ruffin? WCW. Who? Jim Ross? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They talk... Yeah. yeah they, don't, they don't really talk about anything current. They talk more about oh, what, okay. what they dealt with back then. Especially, especially something to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. They go into full detail. Listen to the Sunny one. Sunny, sunny, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunny the, yeah, sunny. Okay, that way. Yeah, they go. Holy shit, they go really balls deep. (laughs) 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 
But no, nah, it's cool. Okay. But yeah, no, uh, once WrestleCon comes over here, it's going to be wild. It's going to be, this is going to be crazy. And I'm sure PWG is going to be doing something. Yeah. Um, I hope Lucha Vavum does something too, because Lucha Vavum is one of those shows that are, that need to be more out there. Yeah. I mean, more travel for them. Uh, I, and I know it's, they. Didn't they I just start doing Vegas recently too? Well, I guess, it, well, that one show was like a, not, not, a, not a private show, but they, they requested Vavum to show up in a, like a bowling alley. It was a great turnout too. But hopefully, that was last year. Hopefully they they do it again because it was fun. And that, again, Vavum needs to be in Las Vegas more than once every year or more than once every two years. But we we tried a, a private event. Someone literally bought the show for for his wife. Huh. Really? Brought on everything. They brought the burlesque, they brought the wrestlers, and they did a full-on Lucha Vavum show. Okay. And then <clears throat> someone picked up on Vavum. They they got it in an actual venue. It was pretty wild, too. So I hope Vavum does something that WrestleMania uh, weekend, which is about uh, right, run this time, right? March, yeah, April? Yeah, March, April. And they're they're right there near Staples, aren't they? they they're on, yeah, they're they're on the right? Hill, yeah. Yeah, they're on the main, yeah. Yeah, I've never been to one of their shows. It's on my bucket list. Oh, you need to go, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. It was just hard because you're living out here in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a lot of friends that are into wrestling that live out here. Yeah. And the shows are on weekdays and no one wants to go. Like, you got, I'm, I'm always you got down Sal to go. here. Yeah. You could carpool. That we do. To the bar shows all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even, you haven't been to a bootleg show, right? No, For I haven't bar. been to the bootleg show. So when are we going to see a bar, man? Are you hopeful? That's not me to decide. <laughs> that uh, Joey? I I don't know. I talked to Joey. Cool, whatever. I'm available. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Uh, if I don't get booked, ni modo. Mm-hmm. Life goes on. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Uh, I've been saying that for the past two years and nothing. So, <laughs> but uh, hey, you have bumps and bruises too when you guys come out in that uh, too. Bumps and bruises, pretty cool too. They, we haven't done anything either. Um, the last time around, it was uh, me, Cholo, and Kevin Cross on top. Yeah. That was With, cool. Uh, who was it? Sammy Guevara? Uh, no, right? No, it was a different one. Who was the other guy? I don't know. Um, I know Ray was there. Ray Rosas was there. One one of the guys you faced. And Bumps and Bruises? I think so, wasn't no it? No way. It was... Um, the last one was... Uh, uh, it was... Oh, no, no. It was the uh, the Wolves Eddies. It <laughs> was uh, Rico, Tito, and Che. We faced him, and then we were. The storyline was that we didn't know. I didn't know who our third man was, mm-hmm. so we were just teasing with my. Pro- we were fucking badass at promos, though. You got. You got to admit <laughs> that shit. Um, you are. <laughs> um, we were teasing. Well, Cholo was teasing the uh, the partner. Uh, we were throwing ideas out there. It was it was really cool because, I mean, we're we're known as a rabbit tribe. Right. In Lucha Underground, so everyone was kind of hinting, oh, it must be Paul London. It was Paul London. And we made a teaser video where we, uh, we're three of us are faced with the Paul London. We're asking about a date. It's like, yo, you must be the third person. What are you talking about? You must be the third person. Are you the third person? I don't know what's going on. And it's like, well, are you available such and such date? And he takes out his little pocketbook. Nope. Walks out. <laughs> Here you go, motherfuckers. <laughs> Fucking smarks. 
it's not Paul London. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. And then it turned out to be Kevin yeah. Kevin Cross, another member of the uh, that rabbit tribe, yeah. which I, you know everyone we knew it was going to be another tribe member. But that was pretty cool. At least we had a chance to work with him before he left to NXT. Yeah. Man, big props to that Kevin was... Cross. He needed to be there. He's yeah. the kind of guy that needs to be in the WWE, the main roster, because yeah. he's a big dude. He's mm-hmm. and he could he could work and uh, he can make a big change over there. And he his fucking promos are amazing too. He has a great voice, and then just him cutting his own promos, not even mm-hmm. a scripted promo or anything that was given to him. When he goes into his Instagram and just starts talking, it's like God damn. You need to shut up and listen to this guy. Yeah. Even if even if he's just talking nonsense, yeah. he has that voice that's just gonna gravitate him to, to you. It's like it's fucking great. And big ups, Kevin Kevin Cross. Yeah, like he's got a good look. Like he can cut promos. Like he's charismatic. Yeah, like he's everything you're looking for in a wrestler. It's there. Yeah. See, I've never seen his promos, and right actually before that bumps and bruises when he came out as your special guest, that Berto didn't want to do and tag team with you. Um, Damn. <laughs> I was trying to get him back in the ring. Damn. <laughs> um, I just watched him wrestle. You know, it was, you know, just videos of him. I never saw him cut a clip, so I'm going to have to look at that now. Yeah. And he's got the talent. He's he's pretty quick for a big guy. For, you know, he's got athleticism. He's, uh, I think he's in Muay Thai. Muay Thai? How do you say it? Muay Thai. Muay Thai. He's, uh, he's pretty good at it. <laughs> I'm sure a nice fucking kick would knock <laughs> anyone down, too. Yeah. But nah, Kevin Cross is a good guy. I wish him nothing but the best. Get me booked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're sadly you brought up Lucha Underground. Well, not sadly you brought up Lucha. You brought up Lucha Underground, and sadly, that's the only place I've seen you wrestle. I've never had a chance to see you live. Oh man, I seen like get this guy out of the room. No, I've seen <laughs> like, I've seen Cholo a bunch, but for some reason I always <laughs> miss your shows. <laughs> Like, I was supposed to go with uh, Sal to uh, Bumps and Bruises at one time. Uh, mm-hmm. Something came up, and I couldn't go. And I had already bought my ticket, too. Ooh, shit. Yeah. Well, you need to go and watch me. Yeah. What's the next appearance? Oh, shit. Well, Santa Ana is the next one, March 3rd, I think. It's uh, $5 Lucha here in uh, La Cinta. La Santa? Huh. La Santa. Okay. Um, five do- uh, $5 entrance here in... Um, in uh, Tuesday night in Santa Ana, I'm trying to I'm, lo- I'm trying to look for the for the flyer. I'm really bad at this shit. Uh, but March third, uh, eight p.m. If you're at uh, in Santa Ana, which is close by you, you yeah. there's no excuses. <laughs> it's me and Cholo versus uh, two other dudes, which I don't care who it is. But um, five dollars, cheap beer, cheap tacos. They're they're good tacos. Uh, you go there. <laughs> you follow me on Instagram, you'll know what the hell I'm talking about. And the following show afterwards will be here in Orange County, too. It's for uh, VWE. I will be facing SoCal Crazy. If you don't know who SoCal Crazy is, then you got to check him out, too. Yeah, I uh, actually already have my tickets for that one. Perfect. Yeah. And, and we all know who else is going to be there. Well, besides a little Cholo. Uh, <laughs> TJ Perkins. Okay. TJ Perkins. And that, that's next Friday, Friday the 13th, here at OCCW. It's a small little venue. Good place. That's where you usually go train. Okay. You're more than welcome to go back, so. <laughs> uh, every Friday night, we do training, except, of course, the 13th, because we'll have the, the main show there. Uh, good card. Okay. It's going to be a good card. Um, I hate one-on-ones now. <laughs> I get tired quicker. But uh, SoCal Crazy is one of the one of the dudes, too, that I have much respect for. We've been doing, sh- we've been doing a, a lot of stuff in EWF 
we've been having some heat. Um, see where it go, where it leads after this too. So hopefully, hopefully you can make it. Yeah, it'll be a pretty good show. Um, but you say you're already going to that. Yeah, bought my ticket only because Perkins is there. Probably no. You saw Perkins <laughs> like, ooh, I'm going. No, I. Because he's Raza. He didn't even know that it was happening. Oh, shit. <laughs> I told him. Didn't I send yeah, you the you picture? Yeah, you sent me the link. Yeah. No, my main motivation was because you're on the card. Yeah. And I'm not, like, blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah. Because, like, you know, TJ Perkins, like, he works a lot, so he's the one that I could catch anytime. Yeah. But, like I said, I'd never seen you, so that was my motivation. Cool. Yeah. I like that. I like, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm all right. I entertain the fuck a lot, so that's one thing about me. And I am blowing up smoke up my ass because i can <laughs> yeah. um no good you're gonna love it uh not only because i'm i'm in it but everyone else in the card is pretty pretty well uh andy brown's another good guy yeah andy brown's fucking awesome so hopefully hopefully he wins that match didn't we just see him as part of the leftovers with ray yeah. roses at bar he's, he's yeah. at bar a lot yeah, yeah he's a, he's one of the main part of the main roster there so yeah good kid good kid young so he has a bright future he's Still a pain in the ass, but <laughs> that's a whole different another story. Yeah, you mentioned it real quick, or that uh, you're trying to get trying to get Sal in the ring again. <laughs> so, uh, for listeners who might not know, uh, Sal did train for a little bit at the same place as we Lo- trained the hell out of this guy. Yeah, yeah. W- did you were you were you right already at the uh, the Santa Ana place or? The Costa Mesa place, dude. I was even there before. I remember at the, at the dude. I remember me? training at Ozzy's house. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, it was during the time that. Um, so for the little background, WPW Lucha Libre was where we started training. And my bad. <laughs> we go back. We're gonna cut that shit yeah, out. Yeah, cut that out, <laughs> yeah, please. Um, well, and then so you were there already at the Swami, but when we were training at Ozzy's house, you weren't there. I don't remember. I just remember Frankie. Remember Frankie? Yeah, I remember Frankie. Hey, Frankie. Hey, f- funny story about Frankie. I remember he, when he winning the their uh, their championship belt. He would carry that thing around everywhere. When he met everywhere, he would take it to the bowling alley <laughs> with the strap over his shoulder. Yeah. It was the funniest thing ever. He gave him <laughs> shit. I miss Frankie. He's another yeah. special person. He was good, you know. He was he's a real good guy. But yeah, so Frankie was there, Ozzy was there, and then we moved into the Costa Mesa location and that's when you started coming around back back again. Yeah, no, I kinda well when we when it was in Ozzy's I didn't I mean I couldn't mm-hmm. go. And I know when they, they brought the ring back over here in the I think it was in right in the backyard here in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by Saddleback High yeah. School. Uh I was there once in a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, sh- I remember there being once and I almost stuck up fucking broomstick up my ass what happened i was gonna do a springboard and there was like there was a uh a broom just by the ring and i didn't see it and it was a small little broom and as soon as i did a springboard i squatted down and boom yeah i almost got my butthole uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. i think that's why i never went back there <laughs> yeah wow. that was scary i was like oh shit i just felt it poking me i was like ooh, you almost violated second yourself there. butthole <laughs> um yeah, and then it moved over to the... So Costa Mesa to Santa Ana over by St. Gertrude, somewhere around there? Grand Saint, Street? St. Uh, Andrews. Yeah, St. Andrews, yeah. St. Andrews. Um, that's the la- I think that's the last time uh, you were over there. Around, yeah. I did the move, and then after that, I uh, I met my girl. and Well, I met my girl around that time, and you know what happens after that. You made the right choice. <laughs> you better say that, too. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I'm happily in love. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, and then just 
WPW kind of like, I don't want to say they shut down, but it did slow down and Martin just kind of didn't run a lot of shows. You'll, you'll still do uh, fairs here and there. Uh, I know we did the Sabroso Fest, the Sabroso Festival with, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Offspring, mm -hmm. which is great because we got to tour with The Offspring. Oh, nice. Fucking amazing, yo. Off Dude, they fuck, they're fucking rock stars. Yeah. Not only are they rock stars, they're like scientists. Yeah, yeah. man. Why man, they, that? because they legit have like, uh, what's his name? The drummer? Um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Well, anyways, they, they have fucking high degrees. Really? Master's yeah, degree. Like, doctors, like yeah. yeah. Smart okay. motherfuckers. And they party like they're fucking rock stars. Rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't know this. I mean, I, I know who the offspring is, and I like the offspring. My favorite album from theirs is Smash, which is the first one, essentially. Uh, but I didn't know this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. That's but either way, we fucking partied and toured with yeah. the offspring. That's awesome. And, what's, and that's one of the things he had. He, he hasn't done anything in a while. He hits me up here and there once in a while. Hey, bro, you owe me money for that name because he owns Mariachi Loco, I guess. And he wants his money. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. Um, <laughs> no, for another day. Yeah, um, yeah, bro. You need to go back. I mean, I'm down. I'll probably have a heart attack I'm the first kick day. kick your but ass, though. <laughs> I'm a, no, I'm going to kick your ass in the ring. That's the thing about wrestling or training in wrestling. They don't go, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't make you do easy shit. Mm -hmm. They don't go easy on you. You go in there and you bust your ass. Mm -hmm. Just because of that, they want to test you. Yeah. You've been already, you've already been tested, so I'm, we're going to whoop your ass again. Let's Not to scare you, but we got to <laughs> make sure you get there and at least take a couple. You've never had a match. I've never had a match. I got close to it. I remember uh, it was a fair, actually. The one in Fresno, maybe? Martin uh, probably told you we need someone no, else. Uh, Infernal, oh, our our teacher, he was our trainer. Um, he called me. He's all like, "Bro, we're short wrestlers. I need you to wrestle." I'm like, "Man, I gotta work. I can't, you know, I can't miss work." When are you guys coming back? And he said, "Oh, I think we would spend the night." I'm like, "No, I got two days of work. I can't miss it." He's all like, "Come on, you're good. Well, I'll I'll wrestle. You know, it'll be me and you one on one. We'll do light spots and everything." I'm like, "I can't," but I would have wrestled then you know if, yeah. if it wasn't for that that i had to work i wrestled <laughs> for not my first my first time around got my ass kicked wasn't the greatest matches ever who uh who'd you Skin. wrestle your first match shit i think it was super kendo okay uh i remember super kendo remember, yeah, remember Chumbo super Chumbito? Kendo, yeah. um he made my first gear horrible gear <laughs> great mask horrible <laughs> gear um chumbo some other dude at infernal And it was me, Super Nino, and I think Peluche. Remember Peluche too? No, I Drew, know. big white guy. He was uh, he was in NXT when NXT was just starting. He was uh, uh, Jacob Novak in NXT. No, I don't think oh. I met him. I mean, the only people I trained with that I can yeah. surely say is Tosawa. Remember fucking Tosawa? Yeah, yo. I was, oh, that's right. Yeah. He was around when he was there. Uh, Wagner when Wagner Jr. was there. Three G. Yeah. yeah. And you, Cholo, Cholo, but Cholo was always busy, and you know he was doing his thing, so he came once in a while. Yeah, and then uh, Cholo, Cholo, big Cholo. Yeah, there's little Cholo and there's Cholo. Yeah, big Cholo. Yeah. Little Cholo and big Cholo were good as a tag team. I mean, going back to the Anaheim market days, you know, the indoor market. I remember. But, watching. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> little Cholo has never had a partner like me, so <laughs> shit. I'm probably his best fucking partner till now. 
I'm sure I'm gonna be his last one because once we break up, I'm gonna break his legs too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I guess never break up, Cholo. Just keep well, it with loco here. Unless you piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good days, dude. I mean, remember it was like just getting our asses kicked a lot. The Sal was good. Yeah. He's still good and look where he's at now. Yeah. Um one thing I admire about him is and I and I told uh Berto here is how he went from zero to a hundred and a hundred to zero in a matter of seconds yeah. and he was the nicest person. Yeah. Cool guy. Yeah. No English. At least when he f- we first met him, it was like, right. no English. And then now he's getting better and better. How does that work in the ring, like, communication-wise? Wrestling is, in, is uh, what do you call it? Is, uh, universal language. Universal. So even if it's, even if you don't know the language, you know the basics. I mean, if someone says latigo, mm-hmm. you know what a latigo is. If someone says, in English, uh, clothesline, they know the clothesline. Mm-hmm. If someone says... Backbreaker, you know, it's a backbreaker. Mm-hmm. So, uh, suple, mm-hmm. suplex, which suplex and suplex and lucha are two different things. A suplex to you is hook the neck, uh, pick them up, and then float over. Mm-hmm. Uh, a suplex is an arm drag yeah. in lucha. Mm-hmm. Suplex, arm drag. So that's the only that's the only time you're gonna have. Uh, Miscommunications yeah. when someone uh, a lucha though says suplex and and the gringo is ready to go do a <laughs> suplex like wait what the fuck uh, that's the only thing but it's it's very much it's like it's kind of like miming so even if you don't understand you'll mime the move and they'll understand so regardless of what's going on you'll get it yeah it's not that it, it's not that difficult now when you want to go out and eat afterwards that's fucking difficult because <laughs> no one understands jack shit. <laughs> So that's when you go to Denny's or yeah. soup plantation yes. so everybody can get yeah. whatever they want. Yes, Denny's, <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> what a burger. <laughs> uh, some of the stardom wrestlers, like, I think it was their first tour, uh, not tour, the first time they did shows in L.A. a few summers ago. They went to soup plantation because it was a buffet and were disappointed to find out there was no meat on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Zoo plantation. Damn. I'm so scared of going. I'm surprised Martin used to love going to that place. Yeah, I never really like hanging out with Martin. Because <laughs> I will have to pay for everything. Uh, or at least for my shit. Uh, it's, a, it's a good place if you know what you're getting into. Like, if you know they there's sh- no meat oh, and they you should, eat healthy. They should have, like, the caldo place or something. Caldo plantation. I don't know. Because <laughs> shit. The other day, I don't know why, but I just wanted a caldo de res. And I went to the local store. I'm like, yeah, I got myself a caldo de res. Even though it was really, really salty. So I kind of wanted an up. You know how I don't yeah. know when you put a potato on it and then it okay. and it sucks out all yeah. the uh, the sodium. So I wanted to do that, but they have no uh, no potatoes. Oh. <laughs> did you guys train at the same time, or start training at the same time, or did you already have experience? I in? started training in two thousand nine, uh, March of two thousand nine. So it's oh, damn. It's almost been a while. Then I came in, and I remember this because it was cold as balls. I started in December of that year. Yeah, uh-huh. dude. Look at you. You could have been next to me. Uh-huh. Pero no. It falls, right. Who falls in love? <laughs> you just told me to be nice about my wife. Oh, no. shit. <laughs> well, granted, like, I've heard Janet say that. Can I say Janet on air? Yeah, that's fine. Um, Actually, she'll be listening, so I'm pretty sure she'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, <laughs> She's been encouraging you to, to get back into it. On the way? Yeah, but that's just to get me out the house and away from her. <laughs> ah, shit. Well, then you know where to go for Friday nights. <laughs> shit. She's probably going to think I'm at a bar. <laughs> bar wrestling. 
I got a gig. Sorry. <laughs> just, just, just take selfies. A lot of selfies. You know where you're at. <laughs> um, yeah, 2009. Holy shit! I started. Yeah. I started training in March 2009. I remember. I remember because Marti, I was emailing Martin back and forth. He was in Japan at that time, and then he said, "Just give the money to Little Cholo." And since then, me and Little Cholo have been knowing each other for that long. As long as I've been wrestling, as long as I've been knowing Cholo. Um, and I started wrestling. Again, I didn't think I was ready. Mm-hmm. And September 13th, 2009. It was a Saturday. Day. It was a Saturday. Uh, I wrestled eight times. I almost died. And it was fucking scary. <laughs> I didn't think I was ready. And I just, again, did what I had to do. It was fucked. It was fucked. Yeah. How long are your matches? Like, if you're just starting out, like eight matches in a day, because I feel like even if you have a five minute match, it must feel like forever when you're in there. The lights just fucking turned on. Spooky. Um. Each match. Well, I think when it's when it's a a fair, I guess uh, they have matches every hour. Mm-hmm. Um. I wrestled maybe about anywhere from seven to ten minutes but they seem fucking long yeah long long and then uh, and you think you'll have enough time to like rest you don't yeah you don't and in, and and i remember and i didn't change at all from my gear i remember i had one break towards the middle of the day and that's about it um i didn't have wrestling boots i actually borrowed i don't know if you know this wrestler but i borrowed uh Skyda's gear with actually me or him knowing, which is kind of, I guess it's bad luck if you if you wear yeah. that shit. So I was like, oh, oh, fuck. I knew that after the fact. So I don't think he ever wore that 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 gear again because of that. It's it's bad luck for the wrestler to wear stuff that someone else used. So hmm. um, I wear his his uh, horny <laughs> horny mask. <laughs> uh, he looked like a Power Ranger. I looked like a Power Ranger. I was out of shape. I was really, really skinny. Um, but it was a really, really cool experience. And I remember th- that night specifically, again, because I almost died. Um, and the Eagles song was playing, Hotel California. So every time I hear that fucking song, it reminds me of that day, the day I almost died. Um, but it was, it was cool. Again, it, the, the matches were maybe about each match. Because I, I guess every hour, we had like three matches. Each match was about 10, 12 minutes. Uh, but it just seemed long. Yeah. Pretty fucking long. As soon as we're done, go in the back. Let's uh, organize the next round of matches. Run your spots. Run your shit. See what you want to do. And then, boom, back at it again. I was there, what, 9 o'clock? All the way to like 10, 10 at night. So Dang. I didn't get paid shit either. Nada. Not even a fucking thank you. I remember that one of the things that uh, we had to do was also set up the ring whenever there was a... Is that what part of the 9 o'clock was for you? Setting up the ring? Yeah. Uh, it's always... And it's those paying your dues things that, mm. you know, uh, you should always help out. You yeah. should always help out uh, build the ring, you know, take the ring down. Um and then just making sure that everything's set up for, for I guess it's 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 kind of like preparing your canvas. You know what I mean? Yeah. As an artist, you want to make sure everything you have is ready to go. So in order for you to know your your canvas, you should probably set up it yourself. Um, 
So it's always part of that. Always pay your dues. You know, if you are part of an organization or a company, uh, lend a hand. You know, you're paying your monthly fees. You want to get into the atmosphere. You got to get yourself into what you're going to get into. Um, go help out, pick up trash, go help out uh, at the ticket booth, making sure that everything, go, go sell uh, merchandise, uh, go help out with the, the, the bags, the luggage, the, the wrestlers. The new. I remember when I first started, I would work at the hotel and I would help out with uh, hotel rooms. So a lot of the, uh, the wrestlers would come into our hotel room and I'll book them, uh, hook them up with rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way I kind of helped out as well. But yeah, I mean, building a ring is very, very important. So if you're there early in the morning, uh, help set up the ring, mm-hmm. set up the, uh, the arena, making sure there's chairs available, making sure everything's good to go. Once you're done, you're getting your ass kicked the whole day, you tear that ring down again. Yeah. Just part of just part of the uh, the game. Pay your dues, motherfuckers. <laughs> a lot of kids forget nowadays. Yeah, these are all the things that you're gonna be doing again, Sal. It's okay. It's on record. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's okay. I did it before. I can do it again. Go get my bags, kid. <laughs> right. It'd be more like grandpa now because I'm 35. I'm not even a kid anymore. Fool, I'm 36 years old. Yeah, but you're the headliner. What can I say? <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> So now you said, you know, it was very brief matches when you began. Now that you're doing, you know, you're the main event or what, what is your time limit now? Like five minutes, <laughs> five minutes. I don't go anymore. It depends. I mean, whatever the booker wants or whatever the, the, uh, the main guy wants. I mean, if he wants 12 to 15, we'll go 12 to 15. He wants 15 to 20, 15 to 20. I know how to work. So I'll milk some of my, my, you've seen my entrance. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a, quite a character, so I will work around everything. So it's a 15, if it's a 20 minute match, I'll give him at least five minutes of me just bullshitting around and then we'll go in. <laughs> so I save some time and, you know, you, you get time to breathe in the middle. Um, but a match, a match. So you got to make, I mean, you just make sure it's, it's nice yeah. and, and everyone's safe, but yeah, I could go, I could go 20 if I really want to. I don't want to. <laughs> 10, 10 is all right. Which ones, one-on-ones are a pain in the ass because it's just you moving on, moving forward. When it's a tag match, shh, I'll sit in the corner. You do your shit. When you're ready, I'll tag in. There's, there's rest periods. <laughs> but you know what? That's the thing, though. Like, okay, so in training, this is what you do. You go 20 minutes straight, and it's not just one-on-one. It's you versus all the people, you know. Yeah. 20 minutes of arm drags, if that's what you got to do. It's, you know? it's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But once you're in a match, everything changes. It's like it's, it's not just training. It's just you sometimes improvising. Mm-hmm. You, again, working, making sure that everything is, is going the way it should be going. And it's just, it's like cardio. You know what I mean? You're doing cardio for an hour. And you're tired. And when you're in a wrestling ring, you're doing the cardio that we do, mm-hmm. the drop down leaf frogs. Right. In a matter of 15 seconds, you're already blown. Yeah. But again, you could be in that, that, that treadmill for an hour and you'd be, okay, I'm tired in an hour. But once you're in that ring and you're doing that kind of cardio, shit, it's a whole different thing. Same thing in a match. You could be training for 30 minutes and you're tired, but in five minutes, fuck, what the fuck did I just do? Right. 
Because even then, when you're in the beginning of your match and you shine, um, you do a lot of shit and then you're blown and then you're fucked. <laughs> now you got to work. Mm-hmm. Now you got to move on to the next thing. And by the time of the end of the match, you're, you could tell when people are fatigued and that's, that's kind of fucked up. Because then you can't really do your moves the way you want to. Luckily, there's time to rest within the heat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but cardio, training, and having an actual match, completely different things. Mm-hmm. Even though you get, you know, you get, you get tired no matter what. Right. But it's fun. Yeah, it <laughs> is. I remember after, you know, when we do the forward rolls, the backward rolls, and then the three-quarter rolls in training just to begin, I was winded. I was like, <sighs> but like, like Mariachi said, it's one of those things that like, it's fun. You want to be there. You want to do and it. And that's why, you know, that's why that's part of the training, too. They'll get you tired with doing the rolls and doing that, obviously, to to work on your footwork and, and, and your your ring awareness. But it also gets you ready into, okay, now spots. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. Because when you're in a match and you're not ready and you get tired within the first five seconds of the match, shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, so it's just getting you ready for when you're actually having that match mm-hmm. and, and, and getting fatigued and what you what you need to do when you're fucking tired. Right. <laughs> yeah. So how long did you train for? I'm going to say it was probably a good six to nine months, so about a year close to it. So, yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say about six months for sure. Yeah, I will commend you for that because you hear about people who go in on the first day and they quit after the first day. So it happens a lot yeah wrestling is not easy um and there's people that train for one day and they decide to be wrestlers already so it's mm-hmm. pretty fucked but it's it's fucking hard um i remember my first week i wanted i wanted to quit because everything hurts yeah muscles that i never thought i had was hurting <laughs> so like shit but if you really love this you're gonna you're gonna do it and um and it's just you know so some of us fall in love and shit. <laughs> but whatever. That's a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, but nah, I mean, if you really like if you really like it, you're gonna go in there and just beat the fuck out of yourself. Yeah. And well, that's what I did. And like you said, we would wrestle in in rain, we will or train in rain. We will train in the cold. It was December and that ring was an old WCW ring. Nothing but wood. Uh, like hard wood. Um steel cables. Yeah. 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 And and then uh the bumps weren't very forgiving. It was it was fucking hell. That we training were, ring, the small one was forgiving, but that WCW one yeah, was like, no. It was fucking hard. It was the hardest ring. It was cool, you know, because you're training in an actual WCW and then you think about it, it's like, Oh shit, this was Rick Blair took yeah. his bump. This is where fucking Eddie Guerrero was flipping oh, yeah. around. It was, so it was pretty cool. Because even they had the Thunder mat yeah. and they had the WCW Nitro mats, yeah. uh the skirts too, everything. Everything was fucking cool. I saw the Thunder one. I didn't see the Nitro. He never one. brought the Nitro out. Okay. Yeah, that was I'm tell I'm sure if he sold that motherfucker right now, it will go for a lot of money. A lot. Yeah, so we're coming up on an hour now, so I'll... Damn, already? Yeah, <laughs> that went by fast. But uh, I'll leave with this question, because uh, you were talking about like, your first day and obviously the training. So did you start off as a mariachi loco when you like made your first appearance? No. No. Um, again, when I first... When I first started wrestling, when I first... Well, when I first started training, I was like, oh, cool, I got all these ideas. Because um, Octagon was kind of like my one of my favorite luchadors Mm -hmm. 
alongside with um, Perro Wayo. So, I mean, I was going more of a mass look. So I was drawing things around, and then they told me, I was like, are you thinking of your gimmick already? He's like, nope. Uh, yeah, uh, don't do that. <laughs> First train, and then yeah. you decide, all right. So I, I kind of scrapped it. Uh, and then when they told me, oh, you got to wrestle. <gasps> Shit. Mm, I got no gear. Well, just bring your knee pads, whatever you're training, and we'll get you something here. Okay. So then the only thing that they found at that time was Skydus gear. Oh, yeah. Like, here, put it on. Fucking small, bro. Even though I was skinny, it was super short. Uh, Skydus short, so everything didn't fit, uh, fit well. Excuse me. The mask fit pretty well. I have a big head as it is, so that was pretty good. Uh, so they named me Ultra Taro. Um, that went on for maybe about a month. They made a mask for me, which I never used. My brother eventually got it, and we named it Cyber Ram. I never used it. Um, but the, after that, it was just me bouncing back and forth with the gimmicks. It was that. It was um, Sp- Spider-Man. I wrestled that Spider-Man. Is Spider-Man. <laughs> um, a v- vampire. Uh, just different gimmicks. And I'm like just being bounced back and forth with gimmick and gimmick and gimmick. And then finally, maybe... That was 2009. I think 2011. Or 10. I don't remember, but... Uh, I remember sitting in Cholo's old apartment, and he had a lot of my Martin stuff, my trainer. Um, they asked me, hey, do you want to try a- another gimmick? I was like, oh, fuck, another gimmick? I'm thinking it's going to be a clown. It's going to be some bullshit. I was like, At this point, I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. What is it? And it's like, oh, its name is Mariachi Loco. I was like, the fuck? Just like the song? Yeah, just like the song. I'm like, uh, all right, let me see it. So they like, I'm not even kidding. They 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 bring this box out, and they open the box, and there it is, a fucking mask of a fucking luchador with trumpets across its <laughs> eyes. I'm like, oh shit. I was like, well, try if it fits you. Uh, it fit. I'm like, all right. Well, from now on, you'll be mariachi loco. And I, inside, I'm like, fuck. Another goofy ass gimmick. <laughs> Whatever. Let's make it work. Because when I was Spider Man, they 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 told me, you know, work as Spider Man, work like Spider Man, move like Spider Man. I can't fucking do backflips yet. I don't know. Fuck. The only thing I did as Spider Man was maybe climb up the fucking ring post, and then just pretend I threw <laughs> spider webs. Um, but I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's let's see what I could do with it. Uh, so mariachi loco, crazy mariachi guy. All right, so I could do stupid shit in the ring and I'll get away with it. Perfect. Well, what did the song say? Mariachi loco quiere bailar. All right, so let's put a fucking little dance. And and some of the dancing, I kind of like grabbed from Pedro, Pedro Fernandez and Rikishi. Okay. Remember the Rikishi? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of, you know, do in the middle, you move back and forth. And I kind of stole some of that from Rikishi when he was in, what is it, Too Cool? Yeah, was yeah, it too cool? Yeah. 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 So I kind of did that and just put in my own little, um, my own little taste to it. So in, I've been mariachi locos since I think 2011. Yeah. So do you use that song as your entrance? Yes, sir. <laughs> too bad we didn't have this information yesterday. We could have told Rikishi. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, he doesn't know either. <laughs> um, but hey, yeah, 2011. I've been mariachi loco. I hate the fucking song sometimes. <laughs> It's funny too because people like or even family would 
would send me messages like, "Hey, Mijo, look your song," <laughs> or random a random uh, fans would say, like, "Hey, look, I was at the store and this is what's playing." Oh shit! Hey, I'm at the party and they started playing your song. I'm waiting for you to come out. It's like shut up. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. Uh, again, it's just it, that's the only song I've always come out with since then, Mariachi Loco. I, I don't think there's any other song that I should be coming out just because it's the name, mm-hmm. and of course they got that that the the name of the character because of that song. So shit, the lights just turned off again. Yeah, that's on the timer. <laughs> oh, good, <laughs> good. Logical explanations. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man. But it, I never really had a gimmick gimmick before. Mariachi Loco has always been that. I guess like when you were trying to find it, like you know, you hear with the entertainers, com- comedians, musicians, whoever, mm-hmm. uh, it takes them a long time to find their identity. Yeah. So was it the same? Bef- like, did you go through different like ring styles or anything? Yeah, before? I always try. I mean, I always try to move uh, differently. I try to put different things in there, but then I just, I'm like, fuck it, let me just have fun with it. Yeah. I'm th- I'm putting too much thought into it. Mm-hmm. Just go with the flow, and then just. Just be me, and it is just me. It's just me being a, like a lot of these fucking wrestlers say, me with the volume turned up, yeah. which is true because I'm a very serious person. I don't, I mean, yeah, I joke around and everything. If you get to know me, then you know who I am. But I'm, I keep everything to myself. I'm, I mind my own business. But then when I'm in that ring, it's like shit. Yeah, I even had people tell me, it's like you're nothing like that outsiders. Like, yeah, I know. It's a gimmick. It's a work. I know how to work the gimmick. But again, I just, I think I just do me. I, I I was trying to put so much into this character to make it right, but then I'm like, yeah, let's just have fun with it. Same thing with Saltador. Mm-hmm. The the good thing about that that character is like, I went from Mariachi Loco to Sinestro de la Muerte, which is two completely different person. Yeah. Lively ass dancing character with a dead motherfucker. And they told me, don't do lucha. Uh, what the fuck do I do? It's like just bra, but I'm like, everyone's like half my size, like huge. I'm like, I how am I gonna be the dead guy beating up on Brian Cage? Yeah. So I was like, it was pretty hard, but I made it work. And then when they gave me the character of Saltador, I was like, oh fuck yeah, yeah, hell yeah, this is fucking Alice in Wonderland. We're gonna fuck <laughs> shit up, and that's what we did. And it was really cool because I mean we had Paul London, one of the guys that have like the craziest fucking minds in wrestling. Uh, we all worked together and we like threw ideas at each other and we went with it. Um, and they gave us basically kind of what is it called? Uh, creative control in our characters. Yeah. They gave, they, they told us what they wanted and then we just did what we did. And we'll give you, I'll give you a good example. There was an episode where there was going to be a brawl in the ring. Wrestlers will start coming back and you know, we'll start running in the ring. Big brawl, big brawl. And then us as the tribe, we're like, what the fuck are we going to do in that ring? We're going to get fucking killed. If we go in there, the hell, what's the whole point of us going in there? Let's be smarter. What should we do? And we're like, let's just sit in Cueto's fucking rooftop and just throw carrots at them. <laughs> That's what we fucking did. We were like throwing carrots. We're just having a fun. We're... You know, mm-hmm. plotting. Everyone was looking at us, and that's the last thing you see. Uh, Ray Mysterio, and then the tribe sitting in the uh, in the rooftop of Cueto's office, which is fucking amazing. You know, yeah. we didn't yeah. we didn't get touched. We we're good. We were part of the action. Every and it was fucking great, and they loved it. 
which is one of the things that, again, I loved about that character too. Salvador was more connected to Mariachi Loco than anything. That's what I am. And if I ever changed my name, it would probably be Salvador Loco or something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yeah. Because before, hopefully, before Martin steals that name too. <laughs> Oops. Maybe we shouldn't have said it. Huh? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, but no, dude. Uh, I, get, I, get, I get what you're trying to say. Uh, as an artist, I just said, fuck it. Let's, let's do what I want to do. Right. Yeah. And just keep it cool and then just be me and then just. Turn that motherfucker up. And again, uh, Mariachi Loco still. Of course, this is my only gimmick I've only played, but one of my favorite ones. Yeah. So I knew you were developing a gimmick, possibly back when I was training, with a hair product here in locally based in Orange County. Nothing happened with it. I was going to say what happened. Well, no, nothing really. It was introduced, and I'm like, fuck, I'm down. But nothing really just just fell apart. That thing happens in wrestling a lot too. Um, I I worked with this company called Tequi- uh, Lucha Tequila as well. They had characters. They had they. I was uh, I was um, El Tatamar, which is pretty cool too because it's very. It, it, it was a cocky luchador that thought he was a shit. Like, Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> um, but they were promoting it. They were making shows or doing this and that, and then all of a sudden. That's it. Nothing else happened. Mm. And then, and again, just that with that product is, I guess they just lost interest and they didn't want to do anything else. I was game. I was cool to go, but nothing happened. Just like again, Lucha Tequila. Hopefully, Lucha Tequila comes back because they're still selling tequilas, mm-hmm. which their bottles are cool. They're they have like Lucha mask. I think I've seen the bottles. Yeah, yeah. I have one. I already finished it, <laughs> but I kept the bottle. Of course, it was pretty cool. But. Uh, it, things just like that happen all the time. Things are discussed, things are planned, and then they don't come through. Just like my show. We were supposed to have a <laughs> uh, little Cholo and Mariachi Loco show on YouTube. Never happened. And we just we just did stupid shit on Instagram and worked out fine. You know what? I got to tell you, though, that Instagram stuff was funny. When you were doing up, uh, when you were going to go up north to do Lucha Bros, uh, <laughs> that promo you guys cut with the... Lucha with Pentagon training in the ring and yeah that see, was cool yeah that, that was, was cool. actually pretty funny I'm telling you I'm very fucking yeah. entertaining <laughs> I come up with the best idea of Cholo fucking suck <laughs> that's the only reason I haven't put anything video I've I've only I've I haven't put anything on Instagram other than the stories um cause I'm just I'm just out of ideas right now I'm letting Cholo do it but he's not coming up with anything if anything I'm probably gonna do the the new QE or QE or whatever that's coming out in April it's like a 10-minute episode insta sort of TikTok okay. thing. So TikTok, another one. Okay. Oh, short. But I don't know. Yeah, dude. Hopefully, I come up with good ideas. I had a writer's block, I guess, a luchador's <laughs> block, when I can't come up with good ideas, but hopefully soon because I'm getting tired of uh, little Cholo not giving me ideas. He says it but never does it. <laughs> Damn, you guys really have a love hate relationship, oh, huh? That's the, <laughs> yo, the way like the, the way we explain our tag team, it's just like fucking um, money train or uh, <laughs> my, uh, white man can't jump. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. me. It's uh, I'm Wesley Snipes or whatever. I'm Wesley Snipes, and he's uh, what the fuck's his name? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> and it's that kind of conversation, that that kind of relationship, especially the the time where it was like, hey, you're not gonna hit him. No, you're not gonna. Why are you not gonna hit him? Because I'm gonna hit him, and then boom, <laughs> they both punch the guy. So it's yeah. pretty cool, and that's how I could I could easily explain our our our, our tag team, Cholo and I. <laughs> <Fuck> Cholo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> no, you guys, uh, you guys are good. Uh, I like, I really do like when you guys tag team. I don't think I've ever seen a Cholo event one on one. To be honest with you, that's happened too many fucking times. A lot of times, Cholo and I. That's yeah. how we. I think that's how it be, just became tag teams. Like, we wrestle a lot of each other. Let's let's take a break. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's stick with tag teams. Yeah. We're older. Uh, we'll take times getting beat up, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll go there. But no, we've had a lot, dude. A lot of matches. Too many matches. Uh, I, I guess the go-to match is just me and little Cholo if you ever want to book us together, and that's what it is. And it's like <laughs> it's always – I, I kind of got tired of it, to be honest with you. I like I like tagging with him more than I like wrestling him now because I will um, – he has no mercy on me. <laughs> You'd rather show him no, or have other people – Yeah, take, take his wrath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I piss him off, and then he takes it on him then. See? I don't know if I want to go to training now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, it depends on who you're training with. Yeah, Cholo will be Cholo will take it easy on you for I a think. little while. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, uh, like I said, I saw him train very few times. You know, he was always busy, um, but he's he's a hard worker in that ring too. Yeah, dude, uh, he's been in this business for I think twenty years, twenty one years, something like that. So he's a he's a veteran. Uh, if if you think of Two of, uh, or one of the SoCal, I guess, legends. You always think of Lil Cholo and uh, B-Boy. Uh. I don't know why, but I always, uh, that's one of the main th- people that I always think of. At least me, B-Boy and Lil Cholo. Because uh, they were tag teams before, too. They've wrestled each other so many times, too. But one of the main people that I kind of uh, connect to SoCal legendary. <laughs> um, Lil Cholo and... And B-Boy. I love watching hey, B-Boy. Hey, B-Boy, why, why don't you book me? <laughs> book me Ground Zero, homie. Yes. <laughs> you, have, you, you haven't wrestled for him yet? No, no, I haven't, I haven't wrestled in him. I know he was working with, uh, when they, was it, um, Finest City Wrestling? F- oh. FCW? Back in uh, 2014, 13. I would wrestle with him over there, and he was. I think he was one of. I think he was a booker. I'm not sure, but not, 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 not in Ground Zero. Yeah. Hopefully soon. I don't know. I, I guess uh, I don't really wrestle a lot in SoCal. If you kind of think about it, I wrestle around everywhere else but here. And if I do, it's probably for uh, AWS and bumps <laughs> and bruises, and you know, bumps and bruises doesn't run here all the time. Uh, well, I'm a regular and lucha boom, same thing. That's. Uh, they only come out in big events or uh, holidays, I guess. It, yeah. They come in in uh, um, Cinco de Mayo. I know Cinco de Mayo, September, the the uh, Halloween show, and then Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I know they're sometimes they they sneak in a couple of them in the middle. Mm-hmm. I know they had one in December, so it's a pretty good one. Are you doing the AWS anniversary show? Fuck yo, so. I don't think I'm going to do it because Cholo over uh, double booked us. Uh, I think we're going to Vegas that day. I just don't know if Bart knows it until <laughs> if he listens to this. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I saw him post it and I'm like, forward it to Cholo. I was like, uh oh. I was like, yeah, well, fuck. So I, I hopefully Cholo talks to him before he listens to the podcast. <laughs> 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 fuck it. But no, I don't think, I don't think we're going to do the anniversary show. Unfortunately, I would love to, but you know, I we booked that show. At least I did. Um, 
ahead of time. So yeah, I wasn't told about it. So I think we're not gonna be able to do it. All right. So yeah, we're about we passed an hour now. Woo! Yeah, but uh, it's been great. Like I've been wanting to have you on. Glad we finally got you in. Thank you, thank uh, you. You're welcome back anytime. Hell yeah, this is cool. <laughs> Even if it's in this scary ass building. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you have any uh, thing to plug or uh, social media, Sal? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at El Gordo. Starts with the three, ends with the zero, uh, and that's about it. That's the only social media I have personally. Yeah. No TikTok. No pinche uh, WhatsApp. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> what for? I don't even uh, jump on it anymore. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what about you? Social media and shows. Ah, to plug? shit! I got a lot of shows to to kind of plug here. Yeah, this uh, will come out on the. Sixth on the sixth, yeah. So. Well, the Taco Tuesday thing will be gone by that time, but I'm sure it'll be back soon. Um, what well, do you know? What e- easier just go and check out my pages. I got uh Twitter, ML Loco. Uh, I also have obviously Instagram, which I'm always on if I'm not posting on my regular uh, I guess post. You can always catch my stories at El Mariachi underscore Loco. Uh, or on Facebook. Um, not so much on Facebook anymore, but I'll try to get in there for the chisme. <laughs> uh, but you can find me there in Mariachi Loco. Send me some uh, messages. I'll read them. Uh, don't send me stupid. No, you know what? Send me stupid <laughs> shit. Those are all always always welcome. Um, uh, if you know of a promoter that wants to book in Mariachi Loco and I guess a little cholo, you can always hit me up as well. Probably better if you do it on Instagram and Facebook, but... There's only three places. Hopefully TikTok soon. <laughs> um, but that's about it. All right. And you can find me on Instagram at Brainiac the MC. That's Brainiac with a K. Um, you can find the PNG Podcast at PNG Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, shout outs to Homegrown or Pause of the Homegrown's Blend crew for our theme music, Vincent Collier for the artwork, Doanero, our official sponsor. You can find them. Uh, 3033 Bristol Street in Costa Mesa um, for all your wonderful cooking needs. And uh, usually we record at Wayland Productions, but today we're recording at a undisclosed location. Creepy and, location. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Peace.